From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. Cannabidiol, or CBD, seems to be everywhere these days. You can buy it in pill form or in lotions and oils, gummy candies, chocolate. It's one of the components of cannabis or marijuana, but not the part that makes a person high. So why are so many people using CBD products? Assistant Professor of Pediatrics, Dr. Caitlin Scarlott DeLuca, she works in um, pediatric rheumatology and integrative medicine, and she's here at the HealthLink on Air studio to discuss this. Thanks, Dr. Scarlett. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, we should differentiate that CBD is not the same thing as legalized marijuana, right? Right. So CBD, or cannabidiol, is one of the compounds found in the cannabis plant. Um, the cannabis plant um, specifically that CBD is extracted from is often referred to as the hemp plant. Now, hemp and marijuana are in the same family. You can kind of think of it as cannabis. The cannabis um, plant is the mother and hemp and marijuana are kind of like cousin plants. Um, the cannabidiol is extracted from the hemp plant and it does not contain much THC. THC is another compound found in cannabis that is um, the psychoactive form. That's the um, part that gets you high. Exactly. The THC. And that's found okay. um, in higher concentrations in the marijuana plant. So the CBD, um, is, it cons- is it a wellness drug? Is it a pharmaceutical? Is it a recreational drug? What is it considered? Well, The jury's kind of out on that. Um, Many people are using it these days um, to help with everything from sleep problems to anxiety to chronic pain, among other things. The industry right now is actually skyrocketing. Um, We see it in creams and lotions. We're seeing it in um, different forms of food, such as uh, candies, gummies, even bars, um, even coffee. And the surge is basically um, from the farm bill. There was a bill that was passed in December of last year um, that affects the whole United States uh, that makes hemp um, legal to grow as long as it has less than 0.3% THC in it. Hemp, once a very common crop in the United States, kind of got lumped with marijuana and it was banned in 1937. But this bill has lifted the ban. Um, now, CBD derived from hemp, the, legal, the legality um, is rather unclear re- right now. The FDA does not regulate it, and the FDA says right now that um, it's still against law for CBD manufacturers to make any health-related claims about their products. Oh. Uh, the FDA has actually warned companies not to add CBD to food. And the big reason why is because large scientific studies are behind the popularity of the surge. Uh, The FDA, um, also uh, a good note, um, we found that they're not really enforcing against it. Uh, The government's position is actually very confusing with all of this, and it will likely change in the future. So it's a very gray zone legally. It's a very gray zone legally. Actually, all 50 states um, have laws legalizing it with varying degrees of restriction. So, um, you know, one state can have different laws regarding CBD than another state. Um, It's interesting, though. Last week, uh, last Friday, the FDA had its first hearing um, regarding CBD, CBD products, um, and cannabis or cannabis-derived compounds about the scientific data behind it. Um, so more hearings are planned um, in upcoming months. So, you know, this is an evolving thing. So um, the future, you know, holds uh, a lot of the answers about the legality. Well, setting the legality aside, let's talk about the, the health or the safety. Um, can I drive if I'm taking CBD? Can I 
Good questions. Absolutely good questions. One of the most common questions I hear is, can you get high off of CBD? Well, by itself, CBD does not cause a high. Um, in in humans, CBD exhibits no um, effects indicative of any abuse or uh, dependence potential. And to date, there's no real evidence of public health-related problems associated with the use of pure CBD. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some problems with it. Um, you know, as a, as a physician, um, you know, that relies on sci- big scientific um, studies um, to help guide with, um, you know, certain uh, prescribing or recommendations of different things for patients, um, you know, w- as a physician, I struggle and other doctors struggle with, you know, um, what dose to recommend to patients. You know, without big um, research studies, we cannot pinpoint exact effective doses in the way we do with mm-hmm. other medications. Um, other problems are, um, you know, questions of interactions with other medications. You know, some studies have shown that CBD does affect certain medications like uh, a common blood thinner known as Coumadin in the, you know, in, um, in somebody's system, it can actually increase the level of Coumadin in the system. So we still do need to, um, you know, note that, uh, even though this, these products generally seem safe with, you know, very little side effects, we do need more research, um, you know, to know more about it. Uh, children and adults or just adults? I mean, who's using these products? So right now, uh, we see that all, you know, uh, all people, all you know, children and adults, all ages, basically, um, are using these products because in most states you can buy them right over the counter. Um, there are some very good studies with CBD in regards to children with seizure disorders, and actually there is a um, an FDA uh, approved product called um, Epidiolex that is approved for. Um, two of the cruelest childhood seizure disorders called uh, Dravet syndrome and Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. So that is on the market right now. And we might um, eventually and probably will see more medications come out like that with the research targeted at certain um, diseases. We've heard that marijuana use is discouraged in young adults because their brains are still developing. Does that apply to the use of CBD products? Well, we don't really know. Um, you know, the research is still out on how CBD can affect um, the brain of young um, children, developing children. Um, the way that CBD works, it, it works with a system in our bodies called the endocannabinoid system. It's a system in our body that, um, you know, regulates um, certain inflammatory processes, um, different functions such as sleep, uh, the immune system responses, and pain. And we have receptors in our body um, that you know that are part of the system. Uh, they're you know the two major ones are the CB1 receptor and CB2 receptor, and they're fi- found in the central nervous system, so our brains basically, as well as the peripheral nervous system, and also on our immune cells and tissues. And CBD, as well as THC, work with this system and work with this these receptors. Um, to, you know, to, to do what they're going to do, to um, inhibit infl- inf- sometimes inflammatory and neuropathic pain processes. That's what CBD, is, you know, is thought to do. Um, so we don't, we don't know how this is going to affect the brain of young children. Uh, there is some preliminary research um, uh, that's very good research um, that shows that CBD, um, you know, may help curb addictions to things like heroin and other dangerous, dangerous opioids. 
Um, there's also some preliminary evidence of efficacy in certain pain syndromes and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I do think that there's great potential with CBD, and sometimes the potential outweighs um, you know, the risks of um, you know, potential harm. Uh, so I think that um, you know, the jury's out on that too, that question too with children, and time will tell. So you mentioned the endocannabinoid system. That's part that's in in our body. Exactly. That, is that, that part of the nervous system, or it's not part of the nervous system, but it works with the nervous works with system. It. Okay. Yes, the endocannabinoid system. So we as humans actually make certain compounds similar. Uh, you know, we call them endocannabinoids uh, that are similar to these exocannabinoids, CBD and THC being two of them. So you mentioned seizures um, and pain, and uh, maybe uh, maybe the CBD is being used to help people struggling with addiction. Are there other uses? Anti-anxiety, antipsychotic. What what else are people trying to solve when they when they reach for the CBD? Right. Well, we see people using. Um, using these products for um, things that I mentioned, such as sleep and arthritis, chronic pain, seizures. Um, but we also see people using um, it for things such as anxiety and depression and, you know, overwhelming um, stress. So, um, you know, we've had a lot of good claims using these products that it's been helping people a lot. So people are saying that it's working. Oh, people are saying that it's, it's you know, it's doing miraculous things. It's helping all of these things. And there's also, you know, very few um, side effect complaints, um, you know, from what I can see that's out there. This is Upstate's Health Link on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Assistant Professor of Pediatrics, Dr. Caitlin Scarlett DeLuca, about the growing availability and uses for CBD products. Now, from what I've read, ca- cannabis has been used as medicine in India going back to like the 1500s. And more recently, apparently, it's been used as a treatment for infantile seizures, rheumatism, and spasms caused by tetanus. So it's, it's, we're not talking about something new. This has been around. Right. Um, and yet there's still a lot we need to know about it. Um, do we know, is CBD addictive or habituating? There's no evidence that it's addictive or habituating. So, okay, so that's a point in its favor for safety because it's not going to get you addicted. Exactly, from what we've seen. Okay. Uh, well, what would you advise patients who want to try CBD products? If, they're, if they've got, I don't know, chronic pain and they say, will this help me? What would you say to them? Well, I think we have to be very careful. And, you know, as uh, physicians, you know, that, um, you know, want to promote, you know, the, the healthiest things for our patients and, you know, recovery from any kind of condition, we have to be careful. I do think that it depends on the patient situation. So, um, you know, if a patient is having pain um, from something like inflammatory rheumatoid arthritis, I think the first thing that needs to happen is to get, you know, the disease process under control. Um, if patients try to do that and they try, you know, X, Y, and Z therapies and they're still not um, responding, I think it's um, a reasonable option with some safety guidelines. So I think that um, I think that patients need to be very careful the products that they buy, what companies those products are from. As we started talking um, at the beginning of the talk, we noted that the FDA is not regulating uh, these products. Um, so the companies... Um, have to be closely looked at, you know, to make sure that patients are getting the product that the company claims that they're giving to them. So how do you know? I mean, uh, you can read the label, but if the FDA is not regulating it or no one's really regulating it, 
how do you know the label's accurate? Well, I think that um, you need to dive into the company that the product is from. So you have to do your own research. Make sure that the company is a reputable company. Make sure the uh, company has their products tested by a third party. Um, and, you know, I would say start very, very low and go slow. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but if a patient, you know, gets to that point, uh, t- they should talk to their doctor about it. Now, the, there's different, like we've mentioned, there's there's gummies, there's um, there's lotions and oils, there's pills. Which which one, I don't know, would you advise someone to start with? Is I think it depends on what's going on with the patient. Um as you you know, as you just said, there are so many different products out there, and I do think that patients also need to be careful about using many of the different products because that's another um, that's another point that we we we're, we don't know at this point whether a cumulative dose from let's just say gummies and pills and creams will have any effect. There have been some reported side effects of CBD, um, including things like nausea, fatigue, and even irritability. Um, they haven't been commonly reported, but you know that's something that um, you know needs to uh, be looked out for. Nausea, fatigue, irritability. So if someone's sort of experimenting with this to see if it could help them, if they notice those things, that that may be why it may be tied to the CBD. Exactly. Um, are there people that need to? You, you mentioned someone who's taking a blood thinner like Coumadin. Are there people like that who need sort of extra precaution? Um, Oh, absolutely. As I um, noted, I think that anybody who considers this should definitely run it by their primary care physician or um, their other doctors, um, just so, you know, the uh, medical provider can look at their list of medications and see if there's any medications that uh, may potentially um, uh, be affected by taking CBD. Now, you don't need a prescription for this. No, this it's unlike not. medical marijuana. Um, and in the state of New York, medical marijuana is legal, but you have to, it's regulated and you have to go through a process. And medical marijuana is, um, it's different in CBD because it has the higher THC um, content in it. And you get that from a pharmacist. Yes, you get that. The medical marijuana, you get that from a special medical marijuana uh, pharmacy or dispensary after you, um, after, you know, your provider, um, you know, signs you up, registers you for medical marijuana program if you have one of the several conditions that New York State allows. Now, if you were um, taking medical marijuana, would you not, would you advise them not to use CBD at the same time? Would that be... It depends on the patient and what they're using the medical marijuana for. Medical marijuana, um, by definition, has some CBD in it, but there are certain ratios of CBD to THC um, that encompasses medical marijuana. And, you know, a patient that's on medical marijuana, let's just say for um, pain or seizure disorder, they might want to use, you know, they might not want to hold off on their medical marijuana and use a CBD product for something you know, else such as, you know, anxiety or, you know, sleep problems secondary to anxiety. So again, depends on the patient, depends on the situation. It sounds like it's really worth a conversation with your provider. Absolutely. If you have, um, you know, if you have a condition that's not being controlled by, you know, standard therapies and um, you're reaching out, um, I think it's um, worth a discussion with your doctor, you know, um, with the whole opioid epidemic right now too going on, I think if your problem is chronic pain, it's definitely worth a discussion with your physician. Well, that's good information. I appreciate it. My guest has been Dr. Caitlin Scarlett DeLuca, an assistant professor of pediatrics at Upstate, specializing in rheumatology. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, 
HealthLink on Air.